Step four to financial freedom is all around accelerating your path from where you are to where you want to get to. And today we're going to be diving into this area in a lot more detail. Last podcast, we covered off a number of areas in which we can do this. And today we're going to be going into a couple of really important ones in some really important detail. So let's jump in. Hi, my name is James Corsier and welcome to the Money Paradox podcast. And today, that's why we're going to be going through Analyze. Analyze is the fourth step in our seven-step process to financial freedom that follows the mnemonic paradox. So A for Analyze. Analyze your situation to accelerate your path. Previously, we talked about how we put together a plan to become financially free. This is all around accelerating it, speeding it up. Not only that, but all of the things that we want from our life, all of the things that we think we're going to get when we become financially free, we want to get those into our life as quickly as possible, uh, either now or certainly along the journey. We don't want to wait for everything until the end. Now, the biggest part, or one of the biggest parts of becoming financially free is building that wealth, building that wealth that allows us to do what we want, that we're not stuck having to work for money. And one of the key ways we do that is through saving. And very simple formula around saving, it is essentially how much you earn minus how much you spend. We wanna make sure earning is always above spending and that difference is what we save to invest and build our wealth for the future. Now within that, there's two factors, how much we spend and how much we earn. And today we'll be diving into how we can improve both those factors. So firstly, spending. How do we improve that area? Now, the first thing a lot of people go to think about when we think about this area is budgeting. Now the trouble with the word budgeting is it has a lot of negative connotations. People don't even wanna say the word, think about the word because they think of restriction, sacrifice, deferring for the future. And quite frankly, that is the wrong way to look at it. It's all about taking control of your finances. It's about spending on the things that you want to spend on. You, when you decide to not buy something, you're doing it because you want to spend that money on something else. It's all about choice. When we say no to one thing, we say yes to something else. When we say yes to something, we say no to something else, right? We can have anything in this life, we can't have everything, right? And that is a really important principle to live our life by. And so in spending, what I like to, uh, to kind of frame this as is a spending plan, right? Not a budget, a spending plan. What do we want to spend that money on, okay? Now, a really powerful exercise, and we talked about this last time, is about thinking about our spending from a place of how much value or enjoyment do we get. So where are we spending money and getting not much enjoyment? Where are we spending money and getting a lot of enjoyment? And how much are we spending in those areas? Because Just because we're spending money doesn't mean we're getting the same amount of enjoyment from that money, okay? Now, uh, I gave a really good example in the last podcast, so if you haven't seen that, I do recommend it. Um, Certainly, 
kind of check that out before kind of diving into this in a little bit more detail. So we wanna be thinking about how we spend our money based on how much value or enjoyment we get. So think about those areas where you spend a lot of money but you're not getting much enjoyment and you wanna be reducing those things. And think about the areas where you don't spend any money or you spend a very little amount of money and you get a lot of value or enjoyment. So for example, think about when you're hanging out with your friends. Those are things where it costs very little, if anything, and you get a lot of enjoyment. And then for example, think about uh, some examples that I've seen in my time are you know, taxis, uh, drinks out, certainly when you're buying a lot of drinks or rounds on nights out, it costs a lot of money. Uh, what about holidays? If you think about it, some holidays cost a lot more than other holidays. Now, almost all holidays are fun or enjoyable, but how much value or enjoyment are you getting from each of those holidays? It doesn't always compare directly to how expensive that holiday is. A really powerful exercise when you're looking at your holidays uh, to get the most from it, to be able to get more holidays from the money that you're spending. So from this process, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to commit to three areas, three waste items in your life, commit to eliminating those to reduce your overall spending so that you can either maintain or actually improve the amount of enjoyment that you're getting in your life. So again, some of the examples that you might wanna use are uh, spending too much money in kind of transport and taxis and so on, uh, food out, drinks out, big expensive holidays, and through that, you're able to reduce your overall spending, increase how much you're saving, and be able to dedicate some of that money to other areas where you're getting a lot of value and enjoyment. Now, as part of doing this process, I can run you through some steps that can really help in doing this if it isn't immediately obvious. So first step is, ideally you wanna be analyzing what you're spending your money on. So now, a lot of people don't like to necessarily do this because they don't wanna think about how much they're spending, but the awareness around this is so powerful. The more we spend time on areas like this, the more our mind goes to that area, the more focus goes onto that area, the more energy, the more attention is directed towards it. And then our subconscious works very hard in the background to improve in those areas. So if you've ever wondered in the past why you just simply aren't improving an area, even though you feel it's important, often it's because we're just not thinking about it. We're not just spending time in that particular area. So that is a big incentive to kind of get those numbers, dust off those numbers, look at uh, what you've been spending, look at your bank balance and see what have you been spending your money on. Now a really effective way is you just take the last month, look at what you spent in the last month, look at it and then see all the different things. And what I'd like you to do is to go through each of those things and then next to it, just think how much enjoyment was I getting from it? Okay, make a little note, make, make a comment or maybe uh, rate it out of 10. How much enjoyment did I get from that thing that I spent money on? And then what you can do is once you've gone through that process, you compare how much you spent on it versus how much enjoyment you got from it. And through that, that allows you to start to think about this whole topic differently. And then through that process, you can start to see where are those areas you wanna reduce or actually just fully remove from your spending habits. 
and by uh, then checking regularly going forward, weekly, monthly, don't have to spend much time, literally just looking at what you spent money on. You can keep checking in and thinking, you know, am I really spending my money on things where I really get true enjoyment? Am I really getting the most value from my money? And once you've done that, from this process, you can start to put what we call a spending plan together. And all it is, is it's taking control. So you're spending your money on what you want rather than what you just spend money. It's like taking control. If you don't decide on what you wanna spend your money on, then all that will happen is your subconscious will take over for you. Or perhaps other people in your life that have a stronger um, influence over what you're doing rather than yourself. Now that might sound a little bit weird, like no one else has control. You know, I spend my money on what I spend my money on. Just remember, someone is always in control. And if you're not in control, somebody else is taking that control instead. Think about your job. Not everybody's in this situation, but if you feel you're just kind of, uh, just flowing through your job, just kind of turning up and doing what you need to do, and not really owning that, then naturally what's happening is the direction in which you're moving within your job or other areas in life is being directed by the people that are managing you. Make sense? Okay, so once you've gone through that process, what I'd like you to do is to commit to those three items. And that's it, very simple. Usually uh, the most benefit that you get from uh, from areas like this are you know follows this 80 20 rule if you can take those three areas where you feel you're really kind of wasting your money and you're able to eliminate those or reduce those you are going to get most of the benefit that can be obtained in this area okay so that is what I would highly encourage you to do Now that is from a spending point of view, and if you're able to do that and commit to that, you can drastically reduce how much you're spending while maintaining or even increasing how much enjoyment you can get from your life. From the other area, we can look at how how to earn more, how to increase our, our income. Now there's a lot I could talk about in this area, but I wanna really kind of drill into where I feel you can get the most benefit right so firstly how do we earn more well there's different ways firstly you could you could get a promotion at work you could get an increase in your income at the job you're already doing now the way we do this is by adding more value if you think about it why do you get paid money you get paid money because you are adding more because sorry because you are adding value to somebody else or another organization, right? People pay you money in return for value, right? They give you money, they give you essentially value through money, and you give them value through the work you're doing. So if you just think, oh no, I get money because I turn up, because I work eight hours a day. Well, the reason that happens is because there's an implied giving of value with the time that you're turning up, right? So if you think about it, if you're able to increase the amount of value that you provide at work within the amount of time you're there and then you are able to showcase to the people that have influence on you within work your boss and superiors and so on then through that you're able to increase your value uh, sorry increase the amount of money that they are willing to pay you right if you 
improve their organization or improve the managers that maintain you, uh, then they will want to give you more money because you are worth more to them. Now, if you're in that unlikely scenario where that just simply doesn't happen, then what you can do is you can move to, to another job where they're willing to pay you more money. Because with that increased value that you're able to provide, other people, other organizations will naturally want to pay you more money. Make sense? Now, another way to look at it is to think about you're providing a set of skills, right? You're doing certain things, and in exchange, you're getting money for it. And you provide a certain amount of value from those skills. But if you think about it, it's partly by how well you provide those, uh, those skills or those activities. But it's also about the, the perception of that value given the market or the industry that you're in. So if you think about it, I could be helping to make a sale, right? for a product that is worth a hundred pounds or a million pounds. Now, if I was exceptional at supporting the sale of a hundred pound product, right, versus providing, uh, supporting the sale of a million pound product, but only just good, I was good at supporting the sale of a, of a million pound product which do you think I would get more money from? Is it the sale of the 100 pound product or the million pound product? Well, it would be the million pound product, obviously, and that's because even though I'm just good at supporting that, it is, it is still good within an extremely large amount of money. And when you've got a product that is a million pounds, then there's a lot more money to go around. There's a lot more, uh, a lot more fat that can be spread out among the people that are facilitating that deal. So it's not just about improving how good you are in what you're doing, it's about making sure you're doing it in an area where there is a lot of, a lot of perceived value in that area. Think about footballers. Footballers get a lot of money because not just that um, some footballers are very good at what they do, but they do it in an industry where people put a lot of value on that industry. If you think about other sports like uh, badminton, for example, uh, it's a very popular sport, people play that sport, but people don't value it as much when they are watching the game. And so professional badminton players will receive considerably less than a professional footballer. So if you're in an industry uh, providing value, Think about whether there is a, whether there's an ability for you to move to another industry where you could add um, an in another industry where your skill set is valued more highly or supporting an industry where there is more money in that industry. Okay. Now another way is by getting a second job. So if you're working and you're getting a set income and, and it's difficult for you to really increase how much income you're able to get from that. Think about whether there's any other jobs you can do, a weekend job, an evening job, something to bolster how much money you're making to then be able to increase how much you're saving. Another way is some kind of part-time or full-time business. This is very popular for people who are really wanting to accelerate their path to success. You know, could you start um, uh, uh, an eBay business on the side and, 
Amazon uh, reselling business? Could you provide kind of a t-shirt printing business? Whatever, what is your passion? Where do you feel you can add value in the market in a small or big way alongside your current job? And through that, start to build up another, uh, you know, uh, a side income, another stream of income. This is very powerful because what you can do is you can start to build this thing up while maintaining your job. And you can, even, you can do it just simply to bolster your income or you can do it to uh, build it up to then ultimately move from the current stream of income you've got, a kind of a normal job, to another area that ultimately can provide you more income or income from an area that you're much more passionate about, that's much more in line with what you actually want to do in life. Make sense? Okay, great. Another way you could do it is by buying a business. Now, that this might not be relevant for, for everybody watching this, but you know, if you are cash rich or asset rich, a very quick way to, to move into business is to simply buy it. Now, you've got to know what you're doing when it comes to buying. There's a whole, uh, whole set of skills around that. You want to make sure you're buying a business that is profitable, that is cash rich, that, is, um, that cash flow is coming reliably. Uh, and that is a topic uh, that is, uh, there's too much detail within that to start going into that uh, within this video. But it is a very quick way of moving into a new area and starting to drive revenue from something that isn't just simply a job that you're turning up to, say, uh, weekly or monthly. Lastly, creating a business partnership. This is very powerful. I've done this a number of times with different people. And there's some really strong benefits to this. One, if you've got areas of weakness that you know is limiting you in being able to build or uh, build or start a business, you can find someone that, that bolsters those weaknesses. You have strengths where their weaknesses exist and vice versa. And to, together, you create a very strong uh, collective to be able to build something. Also, it's much more fun when you've got people that you're working with, you get on with naturally, then it, it, it fits part of the ideal way of living, the ideal kind of life that you want to live. And that is a really important perspective to kind of come from with all of this. It's not just about making as much money as possible as quickly as possible. Whilst that's, that's great and there's some really powerful stuff that come along with this, remember, why are we doing all this? We're doing this to have the kind of life that we truly want. And if you really think about it, for most people, what we want is meaningful work and meaningful relationships. We want work that juices us, that fulfills us, that we feel we're making a contribution through it. Equally, we want relationships in our life that mean something, that we feel we're getting value in, that, that those people care about us, that are fundamental to our lives. And the more we're able to combine those, the more we're able to get synergy from the whole of what we're doing. We're not having to kind of just just work and then just spend time with our friends or family, the more we're able to combine that, the more value and the more, in, uh, the more of an impact we can get on our lives from the work we are doing. Make sense? Okay, so now a key part of all of this is around being careful on who it is that we start a partnership with. Now it can be very tempting to start a partnership with someone that just feel that someone similar to us. Now that's good in the respect that kind of we get on with them and it's kind of 
it's easy to speak with them and, and, to, and to kind of talk to them about what it is that you're trying to create. But the danger with that is that the strengths can often match yours and the weaknesses match yours. And you're not really thinking about it from a, what is it that we're trying to achieve from this? And together, do we really cover everything that we need? The other thing is, we just go with someone that uh, is the first person that is interested in doing whatever it is that we're trying to create. Often, when you go into a partnership, a lot, uh, it kind of increases the complexity and you can run into a number of issues that you have to be careful with working through, right? Are, do you want the same thing from the business? Are you willing to commit the same level of inputs into the business? If they aren't the same, then you're gonna constantly run into issues and it could really um, slow down progress or even just prevent you from achieving what it is that you want. So think carefully before you start up a partnership with someone. Now, I wanna conclude with four key factors or like principles that I always like to think about when it comes to uh, earning more from the amount of work, resources, you know, limited resources that I have. First one is value. We talked about this extensively. Always think, how do I add more value than the time that I'm spending? I add more value, I'm naturally gonna get more money from what it is that I'm doing. Don't think about how can I just spend more time doing it, right? Remove this concept of time for money. Think about value for money. Second one is delegate. If you think about all of the things that you do in your life, there are things that you, um, that you enjoy doing and things that you don't. There's, there's things that you get a, a big return from, either from uh, money or other things uh, in, rece in receipt from what you're doing, or very little. You want to be spending most of your time doing things that you enjoy and you're getting a high return from either money or just value in general. So really, really powerful exercise is to go through all of the things that you do you know, on a daily or weekly basis and then think of those things, which things can I delegate to somebody else at a cost that is lower than effectively how much you can make from that time or how much value you can have on your life from that time. Simple ways are cleaning could be um, jobs around the house ha a handyman to to help fix things maybe it's gardening all of those things that can take a lot of your time but you're not really getting much value from and actually other people could probably do it more effectively more quickly and cheaper than you could do it make sense and with that time that you save you can go out and earn more money with that time and thereby accelerate your path to financial freedom. Third one is 10xing. Now this is very, very popular in the personal element sphere. So if you've heard it, great, this is just a reiteration for others that haven't, really, really powerful. Whatever goal that it is that you want from life, think about 10 times that goal. So if you wanna make, say, a thousand pounds from a side hustle, part-time business, right, that you're trying to do alongside. Think, what if I wanted to make 10,000 pounds a month from that business, right? What would I have to do differently to be able to do that, okay? 
So what you're doing is you're thinking completely differently. What you would do to make a thousand pounds a month versus 10,000 pounds a month, completely radically different. And by doing that, you're naturally going to think and operate on a completely different scale. And at first, a lot of people say, that's just impossible. Like, don't be crazy. I can't do 10,000 pounds a month from, from a side business. I just, I just don't have the abilities or the time. Well, the, the number one thing that a lot of very successful people say consistently is, you know what, one of the, the biggest things that um, I wish I did differently earlier is by setting bigger goals. Consistently, when I achieve these goals, I realize actually I could achieve much more. And that's the case for most anyone. In reality, our potential is far above what we're actually achieving. So please bear in mind that by uh, multiplying an outcome by 10 doesn't mean it's unachievable. It just means you need to think about the situation differently, okay? Now the key part is once you've, once you've multiplied that outcome by 10, you then want to multiply what you think you need to do to get there by 10. So to make 10,000 pounds a month, start to think about what you think you need to do to get there. Write all that down. And then multiply that by 10. Now what you're gonna to start to look at is, is the kind of activities that just seem huge, right? Now the point around all of this is not to be put off by it, but to start raise your, to raise your level of standard, to raise um, the level of what you think is possible and what you feel you need to do to be able to achieve it. And when you start to think like this, you can start to get much stronger results from your life. And okay, so you may not get 10,000 pounds a month in this example, the 10 times outcome. But because you're thinking about an outcome that is so much higher than what, what you originally thought about, and you're putting the kind of effort in that is way higher than what you're originally looking at, by doing that, the kinds of results that you're gonna get in your life are gonna be hugely, hugely higher than what you would have originally got, all right? Now the last piece, and this is really important, is about lag time. Often people spend time working at something, keep pushing, 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 you know, spending time fostering a business or trying to add more value at work to raise their income. And then they don't get more money. Right? They're not seeing those results come through. And so they get frustrated, they get disappointed, disillusioned, and often stop what they're doing. Now this is the worst thing you could do. You need to bear in mind that for a lot of these things, it takes time. If you start to add, if you start to add more value at work and, and start to, um, uh, to showcase that to your boss and other people, you're not gonna get increased income just like that. It takes time. People wanna, uh, you need to be able to do it on a consistent basis so people start seeing it. And then they need to start seeing it uh, often enough and regularly over, a, over a, a certain period of time to start to trust and believe that you can actually do this um, reliably going forward. Then they need to start thinking, okay, well if this person can reliably add more value for us, then I need to start thinking about, well, how do I make, make sure we keep this person? How do we make sure we um, remunerate this person based on what they're providing? 
that then, then that will naturally take time to to put in place you know they need to speak to people uh, change incomes and so on you know certain organizations that just takes time to do there's also a certain level of ownership there right when you start to add more value at work you want to be talking to these people you want to be letting them know that's what you're doing you want to be um, understanding how you can then convert that to a higher salary um, what's the process to to apply for an increased amount of money from your job all of this takes time it's not just about adding more value and then all of a sudden getting that higher income it's not just about oh I'm just gonna start a business spend time on it and then immediately get money from the business these things take time so bear in mind that lag time and just know that if you consistently add more value in a particular area in your life to other people ultimately you will get more value back and if it's in the area of work it's going to come back in more money either directly or indirectly so I'll conclude there guys what we've been talking about is how we accelerate our path to financial freedom and we've looked at two areas in particular how we reduce the amount of spending while maintaining how much enjoyment how much value we get from our life and increasing the amount of earnings the amount of income we get from our life by doing that we increase the gap between those numbers and thereby able to save more money and through that invest it and build our wealth and our path to financial freedom even quicker that's all from me guys I hope you've enjoyed the video if you have please like share and comment um, subscribe so you can see future videos if you feel this video has been powerful and you would like other people uh, that you know to see this and you think it would benefit them please do share that and let them know if there's any kinds of content that you'd like to see going forward that you'd like to see me talk about and you think would be useful for yourself or other people to watch it again let me know I'll make sure to to do videos in that area as well if there's some specific feedback you want me to do you want me to cover off you want me to do a big deep dive a really long video or some some quicker videos again let me know and I'll look to do that I want to make sure that the that this content is as valuable as helpful for you as possible because that is ultimately why I'm doing this so that's all from me guys I hope you've enjoyed it enjoy the rest of your day and take care for now bye bye